0: Everything eventually comes to an end. People decide to move on. Why is it important to craft a good experience when someone exits? Welcome to Crafting Communities, the podcast that helps you shape a better experience for your community. I'm your host and friend, Grace. For today's episode on exits, I have with me a familiar voice on the podcast, Shelley, and Justin from Lutheran Community Care Services. Hi Justin. Hi Shaylee. Welcome to today's episode of Crafting Communities. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Lovely to come back again.
0: All right. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the topic of exits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To begin, maybe Justin, you can introduce yourself and share with us about LCCS.
2: Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm so happy to be part of this conversation today. LCCS, uh, which stands for Lutheran Community Care Services, is a social service agency here in Singapore. And our tagline is Relationships Matter. Mm. And so for that, our core work is breaking the hurt cycle. And we very much do that through repairing harm and restoring relationships, uh, which is why we're interested to be part of this conversation because we feel that it's really important to drive a restorative movement here in Singapore. Mm. And we're all involved in workplaces. So that's a really good starting place to talk about how we can have a different conversation.
0: Thank you, Justin. Why is considering someone's exit important?
2: Well, I can think of a story that maybe it would anchor us in an experience that we had at LCCS. Mm-hmm. And this is a colleague from the finance team who gave us very sudden notice that she had to leave because she applied to be a radiographer. It surprised us because it was a really short notice. Uh, in fact, she was unable to even serve the notice period. Mm-hmm. And she was asking if we could do special arrangements for her. On one hand, we were happy that she can move on to do what she really wants to do. On the other hand, we were actually also affected because she was involved in quite a major project. Mm. And that meant some difficulties for the people that she was leaving behind. In LCCS, we have this process called the Peacemaking Circle. And Mm. we invited her and other colleagues who were affected to talk about some of the negative feelings with regards to her sudden departure. But also to hear from her and to hear her share her side of the story of uh, what this new opportunity meant for Mm. her. I think that, well, that's an example of facilitating an experience when this colleague was about to exit. And I'm thankful that she's given me the permission to share this story with all of you.
1: (laughs) That's lovely. So how did people receive this exit finally? Especially the people who were affected with an overload of work with her exit.
2: Yeah, so she left with a lot of our blessings. In fact, she left on a good note. I think it could potentially be that she would leave on a bad note. Yeah. But even after she left, uh, because she was a student, so she had like holiday breaks mm. and she offered to volunteer her time
0: yeah. during
2: the holiday to uh, help out with some of these loose ends that uh, still needed to be tied up. Okay. And this was just on her own time. So, you know, we had that resource. And I think that's very much because of the experience that she had with mm. us.
1: Very interesting. In fact, contrary to this, Justin uh, and Grace, I have a story which is just the opposite, which is, you know, the bad exits. This is, I'm talking about one promoter run company where the chairman kind of saw his senior team as his co-founders or partners. So he had that sense of very strong bonding and relationship with them. And at some point in time, people may have their personal reasons for wanting to exit or to pursue something else in life. And irrespective of the reason, he would see this as a sense of betrayal. Mm
0: -hmm. He would see
1: this as a break in relationship. The minute you put in your papers, he would stop making eye contacts. Mm -hmm. He would stop inviting you for strategy meetings, start isolating you during that notice period. And even when the announcement of exit is not announced to the rest of the organization, the rest of the team would know, mm. you know, that something is not going on right between him and the chairman of the company mm. because of his conduct with the person. And another similar story that I have is that I joined as a CHRO of one of this firm. And every time there were these people come to take their full and final check, I would see some heated conversation between my team and the exiting person. And it happened not once, twice, many times. So I started getting curious. Why is it that it leads so much of angst and bad conversation? Is it something that my team is not handling properly? Mm -hmm. And I got to know, you know, we used to have something called the lock and key when your laptop was given to you. Mm -hmm. You may have joined 10 years back. You've never used that lock and key to kind of tie in your laptop on your table. Yeah. But at the time of leaving, you're supposed to submit that back. If not, the thirty dollars would be deducted. <laughs> okay. So when they come to collect the final check, the your final check is less by thirty dollars. Okay. Mm. You know? And that is like, you know, how dare you didn't tell me. Either I would have kind of made more effort to find it or people are angry that oh, okay. you're holding my money back. So it's
0: like a small matter, but it's such a big deal or so. Such a big
1: deal, right? Yeah. Not an experience. And I was like, really, how do we solve this? So, you know, you can have some very bad exits depending on how we conduct ourselves and what the reasons are if our processes are not aligned, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, in, if I'm not mistaken, in McKinsey, they used to have something called up and out. Okay. What which is that? is that you have grown to a very senior level. There is nothing else left for you. And there is a very harmonious exit process through which people would find jobs in other organizations as head of corporate affairs, head of strategy. Mm. And the good news about that was then they would retain McKinsey to do all the strategy projects oh. for those ah, okay, okay. So it was never a bad exit. Yeah. It was up and out. In <laughs> fact,
2: it. that kind of reminded me of an experience that we had because we had one of our key staff who left us and joined the government agency. Yeah. Uh, but when she went there, she, she did such a good job. And eventually she brought us in on a project.
1: See? So we're really happy that <laughs> you, know, you never
2: know right, when the person that's leaving your organization actually comes back as a resource.
1: Exactly.
2: And it's really just good to anyway invest in helping them to leave better.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. I
0: oh, want to jump back to something you said earlier. You had the first story that you shared about this person who I think you know when communicated that they were leaving the organization. Would you say he took it very personally?
1: Yeah, especially where the team relationship is very strong if I've been a leader where I have a strong ownership of my team, I just have that sense of ownership of my team. So when anybody resigns, I feel that I'm being betrayed, right? Mm. I did everything for you. I provided you career opportunities. I gave you exposure. I gave you good increments. I gave you a safe space. And then you just suddenly one day come and leave me. So that sense of betrayal... And many times, a good leader's—it's a very natural feeling that they go through. Mm. But I, over a period of time, I've realized that exit is inevitable. Yeah. So, can we just work on our emotions? Can we work as leaders?
0: How would you help that? I mean, that person or someone who behaves in such a way or feels such a way to think differently?
1: I personally think as long as you can make the person feel that the relationship doesn't stop. Mm. When they stop working with you, relationship is something which continues in life, within the organization, outside the organization. So if you focus on that long term relationship, then the hurt is far lesser. And then you're able to build ambassadors outside your organization. But if you think that's the end of the relationship, then the hurt is way more. And usually exit process or a lien or a separation, we see as an end of relationship. And that's when the betrayal and the hurt is way more.
2: Yeah, well, I think that in that story, you can also reframe it to think that for the chairman, the relationship with this person really matters. So I think it's all right to be able to own your negative emotions around someone who matters to you is moving on Mm. and you feel that sense of loss. And in fact, I would then encourage and say that if you have a different conversation and if you are able to own that feeling Mm. and you are able to say that you know, it hurts that you're leaving because we have actually spent so many good years working together. A negative emotion doesn't necessarily mean that it would end in a negative outcome. In fact, if you create space for those conversations to take place, actually the person who's leaving gets a very different message. When I first heard Shelly's story, I thought if I was that person, I would feel, okay, so now that I'm no longer of use to you, then suddenly, (laughs) you know, you cut me off. Yeah. You know, And suddenly I don't matter to you. Correct. But on the contrary, if some of that conversation or that empathy can be brought forth, yeah. that oh, you are responding in this way because of the relationship that we have. Totally. I think that creates a totally different experience.
1: Yeah. I like the fact that you said the acceptance of that emotion and probably verbalize it. Mm. But mm. the manifestation of that emotion is very negative, unfortunately. Yeah. It's actually a genuine hurt and a care.
0: Yeah. And it would be meaningful to express it to the person that. Exactly. We have. I I care for you and it's been great working with you and it sucks that you're leaving. But I mean, in this situation, the way that he chose to respond is just that, like, I'm just going to ignore you and cut you off now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I think owning it and communicating probably can be more restorative in this way. Mm. You've manifested differently.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the workplace is a community and people actually talk, right? So I'm also just wondering the impact of not responding well. For the rest of the colleagues who are still in the organization, how what they are do. they going to think about the chairman? You know, <laughs> yeah. what are they going to think about? Oh, you know, in the future, if I'm the one leaving, exactly. is this what I'm going to get?
0: Yeah. Then yeah. how do people leave in the future, right? Because that's the perception of how if I eventually choose to leave the organization, I'm going to be treated. Then they but may this just is try. And-
1: exactly the case was in this organization. Everybody kind of knew the resignations are not going to be taken kindly. No. And it was a known fact. So no one left? No, people did leave. (laughs) And all exits have been bad. Oh. (laughs) You know? And yeah, it's been a challenge.
2: Yeah, but I'm sure there's a proactive way to deal with it, right? I mean, Shelly, you have like thought through and and you have a framework to, to share also about the phases and how you can actually plan people's exits.
1: During my career in corporate life, my advice to leaders used to be, there are actually four phases to exit. Phase one is... Basically, you are considering to exit or you're disengaged. Uh, There are very clear signs, but if we don't pay attention to it, we may miss them out. You would see the person is irregular to work, walking in late for the meetings, less participative. You can see there is, if you are, Mm. you know, queued onto your team members, you can see some visible signs. This is the best time to have a conversation and understand what is going on and what is bothering the individual and if you can solve the problem because that's relatively more proactive mm-hmm. and the chances of retaining your good performers is very high when you are in this zone. The phase two is submission of resignation or you know plans for departure. So I have finally given my resignation letter because I've deliberated, I've thought through, I've consulted my mentors, my family, my friends and looks like the situation is irreparable or I do not have those opportunities what I'm looking for here. So I finally made up my mind. So that's mm-hmm. the reason I'm resigning. It is good at this phase to kind of express that how much you value the person. You would definitely want a person to stay back. And many a times we are shy of asking this question. But it's good to ask, what can I do to retain you? Because why we are worried to ask this question? Because somebody may say, oh, I'm looking for a 50% jump. Mm -hmm. Or somebody may say, I'm looking for a promotion and which I can't provide for. So I'm very scared of asking this question. But be it. Table it. Mm. Just ask, I would love to retain you. What can I do to retain you? And even if you do not have an answer which fulfills the person's ambitions then and there, is there a path that you can think through in the next three years, four years and articulate that? I think one of the things that
0: someone once said to me is that before you Depart before you put in your resignation letter, really consider are there no other options within the organization? So that's from the point of view of someone who's considering leaving. But I think as a recipient on that end, when someone is communicating to you their plans for departure, if you can also counter ask them, like, is there anything else I can do? Or is there anything else within this organization that you'd like
1: to try before you really decide that you want to go? Yeah. We are very shy for some reason to state our feelings. It's good to say that I would love to retain you. There's nothing wrong in saying that. What can I do to retain you? You're a valued member of my team and I would love to have you as a part of my team. What can I do? There's absolutely nothing wrong in asking that.
2: Do you have people who change their mind when you ask this question? Have you come across?
1: I have. I've had a couple of times. Usually it has been very late, as I said, because as a good leader, you should have been sensitive to their aspirations and should have provided for it proactively. But many a times as a manager, there can be a genuine miss. And there is no harm in acknowledging that miss and making a correction. So I did have a couple of situations where a person has stayed back when I made that correction. What's the third phase? The third phase is when the person is serving a notice period. Hmm. And uh, this is the most difficult phase because now the universe knows that you have resigned. (laughs) You (laughs) You are in the process of handing over. So your team is anxious, who's going to take over from you, whether the new person who's going to come in is going to be as good or bad as you were. Your manager is not investing in you anymore. They're a little worried that you may drop the ball because this is a notice period that you're serving. You're not accountable in these two months, right? Your stakeholders may or may not reach out to you with the same rigor to get things done. They start slowly disengaging. So these last two months usually become very painful for a person. Usually my advice to the individual first is that for you, it is business as usual to the last day.
2: Mm.
1: Till you shut the shop. You need to continue to conduct yourself with professionalism. Respond every email and every action as if you will continue to work here. Mm. Or handhold it to the logical conclusion. Instead of saying, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to be here. Or ignore me. Do a
0: good job of handing over.
1: Do a very good job of handing over, make the whole list of what you were handling, who possibly can take over from you, where are the files, which are the papers, where are the backup papers. Just prepare a good Excel sheet and do a good handover.
0: And what is the manager's
1: role during the notice period? For the managers, I feel that they should continue to hold a lot of transparency, respect the individual for the duration the person is here. In my many a times, I've had a situation that I'm holding very important strategic meetings. And considering this person is not going to be part of the execution team, I may not want to involve the person in those strategic conversations. But I'm very transparent. I'll walk up to the individual and say that it's not that I mistrust you. You're free to join this meeting. But having said that, that since you're not going to be part of the execution, I'm not sending you a formal invite. Mm -hmm. It's optional for you to be part of this meeting. Instead of just leaving for him to sit on his desk and wait, why was I not called for this Mm -hmm. meeting? What's happening in that room? Everybody is in. I'm not there. So bring in as much transparency as possible. Have a conversation with the team that post-departure, who's going to be takeover and how this transition would be smooth. Allow the team members to engage with the departing person. Many a times the teams are very fearful that if I'm seen Mm -hmm. hanging around with this departing person, then, you know, it will not be seen well. Will it be seen as, oh, I'm also going to be exiting or am I showing too much of my allegiance with this departing person? Mm. No, it's a personal relationship. Even if you're seen together having lunch together or coffee together, it's perfectly fine. You had a long relationship, which will even continue outside work. Yeah. So managers should create that safe space where team can feel free to hang around with this departing person having lunches and coffee and not pass on judgment on
2: the situation. I think that's interesting. It sounds like uh, you're trying to suggest that the managers are role models. In other words, the way they engage the person who's leaving the organization, they're modeling the culture of the organization. Totally. They're modeling that it is okay to engage. It is okay to be transparent. It is okay to be explicit. Let's not leave anything to chance. Absolutely. Let's not let anyone have any space to guess what's happening. Because, well, I mean, I can see as a leader, I would be more fearful of Colleagues guessing because when it's left up to your imagination to wonder what's happening, that's where sometimes things might get a little toxic. Mm. Absolutely. So rather than that happening, why don't you intentionally have conversations and create that space and say it's all right to have these conversations and engagement yeah. um, so that it's not left to chance?
1: Absolutely. See, even if you're, anybody has to leave from the team, they can do it even after office hours. It's nothing to do with that. I don't have to visibly be seen with that person having coffees and lunches and. I could still connect on the phone and look for an opportunity with you and move on if I'm not happy here. Mm. So by creating that toxic environment or unsafe space, you're not achieving anything. By creating that love and affection, the chances are the person may stay back with you more than anything else. Before we kind of close on this one, I just wanted to share the last phase, which is the post exit. And the post exit is again once it's like a forgotten dream that oh some point in time you were part of my team i don't care for you anymore Mm. is there an alumni forum that you can create where these people can come together can you invite them for your offsites once in a while at least the members who were valued that we would love to have you back and
0: oh my previous organization used to do that really we would always invite um, alumni who have left the organization to come back when we had our and your retreats, like the barbecue at the end of after all the work planning stuff. And yes. It's actually quite a nice opportunity to reconnect with the colleagues who have moved on to different organizations just to catch up with them. And Absolutely. I mean, now that I myself have departed, and then when I'm invited back, it made me feel very appreciated.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I always say if not, you can't retain a person as an employee. You can always retain them as your customer or as yeah. a collaborator, or you never know.
0: Yeah,
2: and Grace, to your previous organization, you are a brand ambassador. You just shared about them and <laughs> you know how it's made a difference to you. So I think that's, that's something that you can also think about.
0: Totally, yeah. yeah. Justin, anything else that you think we should consider about the exit phase?
2: Yeah, I think just circling back to the story that I shared about my colleague who left, all of a sudden, actually there was really a pain point. And even as Shirley, you were sharing about the consideration phase, I think the pain point for me was that we totally missed out any consideration on her part. In fact, in preparation for this session, I called her and asked her if we could have her permission to share her story on this podcast. And she said yes. And I did ask her, I said, So, can you tell me again what's the reason that you didn't give us any signals that you were going to leave? Mm. Because she applied for the program, right? And she said that, Well, I wasn't sure whether I would get into the program. In Mm. fact, I was actually thinking that I would probably get rejected because it's a competitive program. And so she didn't want to tell us anything until it's confirmed mm. and when it was finally confirmed she was told like okay so the program starts in three weeks and that's when you onboard <laughs> this program so it was painful in that sense right uh, because we pride ourselves as an organization that uh, focuses on relationships mm. and yet we didn't see <laughs> the signs and, and in fact she didn't give us any signs uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's important to create a space where we can respect every person's voice yeah in fact, she even heard my voice because I shared at, at a circle that, you know, this is really how I felt, that mm. it felt a little bit bad that we were unable to even tell that she was going to leave and yeah. that she didn't. I even said along the lines that, you know, I'm not sure whether is it even a trust issue that, that she didn't mention that, yeah. that she wanted to go because actually if she trusted us with that information, I'm pretty sure we would have been able to hold that space for her. But I think she also shared her point of view. The rest of the colleagues shared the point of view. So I think that what we really should consider is how do you give voice intentionally for everyone to weigh in on what has happened because at the end of the day, relationships do
0: matter. Totally. So meaningful. Thanks, Justin and Shili. That was such a great conversation. Thank Um, you. My final question is, what would be one reason that you would like to give our listeners on why they should start thinking about exit for members in their organizations right now?
1: I think the main, the big reason for me is to create ambassadorship. If not an employee, they can be your customers. They can be your collaborators. There is a value in long-term relationship. Relationship doesn't start or end when they work in your team. It's a journey. It stays with you wherever you are. And you need to nurture that.
2: Well, I would end with questions. I think if you're a leader tuning in and if you're a manager, I would ask you, so what matters to you? And... What stories do you hope to hear this person share about his or her experience with your organization? Because if that matters to you and like what Shelly said about being a brand ambassador, then surely you would invest some thought into how you can design some experiences for people as they move on during the various phases that Shelly had shared just now.
0: Great responses. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. But wait... This isn't the end of the topic. There's so much more to discuss. Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about designing exit experiences that will turn outgoing members into your best advocates. Bye!